one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Faker. I'm Jared Mizrak. And I'm Ryan Finley. And today, um, well, we're, we're mainly doing news today. Obviously, there's a lot. Um, we're going to start out with the NFL. Um, then March. Then we're going to hit March Madness, maybe some bracket predictions here, and then we'll see what else happens after that. So let's start out with the NFL. Um, who wants to start off? I'll let JR start We're talking, talking free agency galore. And I think if you want to start with free agency galore, there is no better place than Foxborough, Massachusetts with the New England <laughs> Patriots who went absolutely ham with, what, $90 million in cap space? On I day mean, one. Yeah, on day one, let alone. I mean, they brought in Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith, um, Jalen Mills. I'm forgetting Henry, Jalen Mills, Henry Anderson, Matthew Judon. I mean, they brought in like six, like, I wouldn't say they're like headliner names when it comes to free agency, but these are not guys that are just like random free agents they brought in. They went big and they, they, I think they hit a home run with this, you know, not to confuse baseball with football, but yeah, no, I think, I think, I think, I think the Patriots really did, obviously. Last year, I don't think they had much cap because I think Tom Brady's contract probably took up a lot of that last year. So they couldn't really do much in free agency. But this year, a lot of money in free agency. And obviously, Bill Belichick, one of the best coaches of all time, yeah, showing why, why with free agency here. You got a little jealous of Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, you want to talk you want to talk about greatest of all time? Uh, not not free agency news, but we do have some. I would call it sad news that Drew Brees has, you know, officially retired. I think we all kind of saw it coming, sure. but a little, little, little uh, piece of news here. Taysom Hill, I believe, is the third highest paid quarterback in the NFL because of Drew Brees retiring. Yep, that, that is accurate. Yeah. I, I, I think the Saints are obviously going to try to restructure that contract. Yeah. But well, it somehow clears up seven and a half million for them in cap. So. I guess they're not complaining, but he is officially worth $140 million over the next four years. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy, especially because he's – I mean, it kind of makes sense, though, because he basically plays tight end and quarterback for them. So Yeah. Um, someone who's yeah. not had a great agency, the Pittsburgh Steelers have lost a couple of key pieces, including Bud Dupree, Tyson Alu-Alu, and Mike Hilton going and to – And Vince the- Williams now, too. And Vince Williams was just released, I know. So the Steelers okay, – um, Really well. I mean, I know we still got like Cam Harris to it. What we no, got? No, no, no. Ethan, with with all due respect, I respect the fact that you liked that you wanted to throw in Alu Alu with Mike Hilton <laughs> and all the guys that you know are soon to depart as well. Juju Smith Schuster, James Connor, you know all those guys. No offense to my boy, but he is not in the same category. I don't think uh, that's fair. But yeah. So they all, yes, and then Juju and James Conner look to be out. And then a little last piece of Steelers news, we re-signed Zach Banner off right, either to play right tackle or left tackle, um, and also re-signing Cam Sutton, which I think was a good move because Cam yeah. Sutton kind of there. Real quick, boys, I want to hear um, what you think or where you think Juju's going to end up it, or if you think he's going to stay. He's not going to stay. I, I don't think the Steelers have the cap for him to stay. In my opinion, I I Green Bay. I could see Green Bay. 
I could also. Yeah. I don't know who else has a lot of caps. I was thinking Jacksonville. Huh. Yeah, Jacksonville. maybe Jacksonville or New they York. Just signed the wide receiver, didn't they? Jacksonville just signed like, uh, oh, what's his name? Didn't they just sign Marvin Jones Jr.? They also signed Philip Dorsett. I know that, but I'm pretty sure they signed Marvin Jones Jr. as well. Hmm. I mean, the Patriots yeah, probably still have the Patriots have a lot of cap room still, probably. So, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, look. I just think that looks wrong. Juju in a Patriots uniform? Yeah, no. Um, the Dolphins, maybe. You know, they haven't. They, I, I'm assuming they have a good amount of cap room with the team they have. And oh, the cuts they the made. Dolphins, they really, actually, um, the Dolphins in free agency signed uh, Jacoby Brissett from the Colts. Yes, to play backup to Tua, but he yeah. might come in like Fitzpatrick did. He might come in like Fitzpatrick did. But I, I'd say that's like a, that's a good backup to get. Jacoby Brissett obviously started for uh, Indianapolis a couple of years ago. Obviously, didn't really play as well as many people thought he would. But he's still, I think, he's still a solid quarterback, and I think he's a great backup. Well, I mean, the reason why they signed Jacoby Brissett is because our boy Ryan Fitzmagic is now a Washington football team member. And as I'm saying that, I realize that does not roll off the tongue at all. And he's also he's going to be competing with Taylor Heineke for the starting job out there. Most likely, yeah. Yeah. Well, I do want to – I want to touch on the Bears real quick. The Bears – well, there was, you know, we all know about the rumors with Russell Wilson. Well, they, they got something better. They got Andy Dalton for $14.5 million. Wow, Andy Dalton. Yeah, although I did see an article saying they did try to make a good push for Russell Wilson before they, they did. picked up Andy Dalton. They did, but they got Andy Look. Dalton instead. So, Bears fans, there you go. There's your quarterback. Look, okay, I know that you're, like, hating on Andy Dalton for this. Compared but to Russell we, Wilson, yes. We, I mean, but Andy Dalton's not a bad quarterback. He's not, I'm not saying no, he's bad. He really I'm, just saying, bad. I'm just saying they could have gotten Russell Wilson, who's I would argue is better than Andy Dalton. Well, I don't think they could have really because they definitely tried to get him, and I think no, they definitely the they definitely sent a massive no. trade package. But yeah, no, I'm joking. I, I get oh, that's good. But like I just know I I'm just saying I'm saying this because I, I heard a lot of Bears fans say, Oh, we're gonna get Russell Wilson. They thought they a lot of Bears fans generally thought they would get Russell Wilson, but I mean Dalton's so good. So now they have Dalton Trubisky is Foles a free agent this year. Pretty sure both of them are, both quarterbacks. Trubisky oh, and yeah. Foles. Yeah. That so. or they're looking to they're exploring trade options with Foles. I'm not entirely or not Foles, Trubisky. I know that they are not looking to keep both of them. Well, yeah. all three of them at this point. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so much free agency news, though. Like, um, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Like, there are guys from all these teams that are, like, not huge names. Like, Carl Lawson from the, the Bengals. Like, I, I feel like you don't know him if you don't like football as much as the three of us do. But that's a pretty big pickup for the Jets. Um. You also have guys like, I mean, Yannick Ngakwe, two-year deal with the, uh, the I almost said Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, so standard like, to the Bills. Yeah. Corey Lindsley, all-pro center, five-year deal with the Chargers. I mean, 
that's that's a good deal. I think that's probably outside of, and I'm going to get into this one because this one surprised me a lot. Joe Thune, one of the top offensive linemen or linemen in, I would argue, the whole entire league. The Kansas City Chiefs, if they couldn't get any better, they just did, you know. I mean, I think that's absolutely crazy that they somehow have the cap room with Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Well, I was going to say the Patriots don't they, – they did – Patriots just got Trent Brown. Well, yeah, but Brown's a tackle, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, excuse me, guard. I'm just saying. I mean, there's so – there's just a lot with free agency right now. Yeah, like, I mean, I think the big one that really surprised me wasn't actually a free agency signing. It's the fact that the Buccaneers were able to bring back Rob Gronkowski, Levante David, and Shaq Barrett. I think it was almost a given that one of them would have to walk based on cap, you know, cap situation. And they managed to bring back all three of them. Mm-hmm. I think AB is the only one that has. I don't think they're going to re-sign AB. Yeah, I don't think either. But what about Chris Godwin? Is he a free agent this year? Godwin was next year. Franchise. No, he was franchise tagged. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to go too in depth with all the free the free agents because yeah, we could probably make a whole episode talking about free agency. Sure. But... <laughs> I mean, those yeah, those I mean, those are kind of like the main ones. Obviously, there's a bunch of smaller deals. Um, for team, yeah. but yeah, I do want to. I want to point this one out. You know, Ethan, you talked about Andy Dalton to the Bears, but moments later there was another quarterback free agency signing, and that was Tyrod Taylor on a twelve and a half million dollar deal to the Texans. Is that a little bit of foreshadowing that the Texans organization um, might? That's up? that's a for Tyrod Taylor to be a good backup, or B they may think Deshaun Watson may actually sit out the season and. Now they have a starter in Tyrod Taylor, who's actually not that bad, in all honesty. He was supposed to start last well, I mean, year, but the um, whole punctured lung situation. But Well, no, he, he did start last year, and then he came out, and the medical guy stabbed him in the chest. Yeah. Which I have no comment on, or at least no good comment. <laughs> um, all right. Is that all we got for NFL? I, I mean, I guess – I do. Oh, re-signing. There was a there was a big re-signing in Tampa Bay, and it was not one of the ones that I mentioned. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is he's trying to stay around. He's trying to stick around the league. The uh, I guess for lack of better words, old man of the NFL is looking to become even older. Uh, hey, if he can, if he keeps playing the way he did this year, I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with it except for the teams that he beats. Exactly. Well, I was going to say, do we want to talk about Deshaun Watson a little bit? What really is there to talk about? I feel like, I mean, like, I feel like it's the same stuff every week. No, 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 no. But a pair, did you see what just happened like last night or whatever? I'm not going to talk. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. All right. All right. right, (laughs) Yeah. Ethan, I thought you were the really conservative about stuff like that. Well, in no, well it, it's news, is it not? I, I mean, I, I, I'm fine, but yeah. Um, also, re-signing 
big one. San Francisco managed to bring back Trent Williams. And, That's a huge sign resigning. And managed to bring in uh, Atlanta Falcons center Alex Mack. So who I think looking to put that on line. Alex Mack, I think, is one of the best centers in the league right now, too. Oh, okay, you're going a little far with that one, but I said one of the best, not the best. Top five center? Yeah, top five. No. I'd say maybe top 15. I'd go top 12. Okay. Yeah, um, I'd give him, give him a little more than top half the league. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, we could talk about the running back situation in Green Bay. I mean, Aaron Jones re-signed um, four years, I believe, $48 million or something along the lines of that, which meant – and now Jamal Williams actually just signed with the Detroit Lions on like I think a two or three year deal. So that's gonna be interesting because that's in in division rivalry there. I don't like it. I'll be real. Uh I I really think the Packers need to spend their money elsewhere. They have what will be second year player AJ Dillon, who kind of proved, I think, who proved himself enough in the season and I think could not be a star, but I think he would be that running back that you could pay less money to and get the job done rather than what a $12 million a year contract with Aaron Jones, who is yes, a good running back in the league. I would even go as far as saying he's definitely probably top 10, maybe even higher than that. But I think if there's one thing we've learned over the past couple of years, is you don't give running backs big money. And that's not as big of money as he could have gotten. But 12 mil for a running back who isn't, like, top three, I don't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I mean, ever, there were so many rumors that Aaron Jones, they were just going to – they basically chose between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. That's pretty that's much an easy choice. There. I mean, yeah. I mean, but I don't know – um, Jamal Williams had 692 touches and never fumbled once. I don't even – I don't think that's the choice. I think Jamal Williams is gone. You know, I said A.J. Dillon. I think A.J. Dillon's their man, and I think they made a huge mistake. I think they should have released the most of them, not signed them back and let A.J. Dillon in the starter spot. Yeah, I, really I think that's what they should have done. I think they should have gone after maybe another wide receiver for Devontae Adams. Well, but they would be able to do that without re-signing the two of them because Dylan's going to be on his rookie contract. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if you let them go, you have a lot of money to go after, like, either Kenny Galladay, Juju, one of those – Will Fuller even, one of those guys. Okay. Um, They'd probably have an easy shot at either one of them because the free, uh, free agency market for wide receivers right now is not really going well. Yeah, a lot of wide receivers available, yeah. like Curtis Samuel too, so – well, what Juju doesn't become a free agent till tomorrow, right? Or no, today. Um, it's Wednesday. Today, yeah, today. So who knows? Um, yeah, that's really. I mean, like I said, there's kind, there's so much we could talk about when it comes to NFL free agency, and they're really just. I mean, actually, Shaquille Griffin. I feel like that's a big free agent, kind of. Yeah. For a three-year deal with the Jags? Hey, maybe Urban Meyer's building a dynasty. 
Okay, let, 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 let's chill it out with the Dynasty. They were actually, their record didn't show it, but last year they were actually a good team. So they're not bad. Knows? No, they're not bad. I just don't think they had the right coach. Urban yeah, Meyer, yeah. I think, is a good coach for them. Well, wait, I just said they're building a dynasty, and you said, wait, 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 I wait. said, I'm not saying they're a dynasty. I'm saying I think they could be a solid team with Urban Meyer. But with Doug Marone, they just I, – I just think the coaching was off. With Urban Meyer, they could be a solid team, not going to be a dynasty. Hot take, not, not going to be a dynasty. Why not? I don't think, I think they'll be a playoff team. I don't know if Gardner Minshew is the answer for a dynasty. Ethan, first overall pick. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's right. Oh, never mind. <laughs> we'll pretend you didn't say that and we'll move on. Okay. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. All right. Should we move on to, I guess, MLB? Because I figured it out what the whole, like, short, shorter games was. In the oh, we training. figured it out. What is it, Ryan? So, <laughs> when I looked it up, it was a little confusing, but it said the managers before the game would make a mutual agreement to decide how many innings would or how many innings the game would go. So some of them would say they would want to play a full nine inning game. Some of them say like, cause I think the minimum it could be was six innings. Mm-hmm. And I think that's over now. I think they, uh, I don't know if it's, um, if it's back to nine inning games or not, but I know by a certain date that they said they would go or they would stop doing like the mutual agreement thing. But anyways, that's what I have for that. And then, Kind of older news. I remember a while ago we were saying how there was rumors about uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. going to the Brewers, and that actually became real, and he did, which yep. I don't really understand because the Brewers already have a solid outfield. So, who knows? Um, the rich get That's all I have for the MLB, though. Yeah, I mean, really, outside of the NFL, I don't see too much news everywhere. Like, I mean – Ryan, I know you'll be. I have one. About this as, a Caps, as a Caps fan, um, I'll I'll let you I'll let you have your moment. All right, so kind of shifting over to the NHL now, I guess. Uh, Alex Ovechkin passed Phil Esposito uh, in all-time scoring with his 718th goal. Um, I mean, I don't know when he's gonna like retire, but he could easily make it into like the top. Is he number five right now or number six? I think he's six. Okay, so I could easily see him being top five by the either the end of this season or if he retires after this season or goes back to Dynamo in uh, Russia. But I still think he can make it top five. I don't think he'll make it up to Gretzky level, but he's making his way up. So well, what, I'm looking at thing. it right now. I'm looking at it right now. He's at seven eighteen. Yep, and. So 731 is the next highest in fifth place. I think he could probably reach that by the end of the season. I mean, it's only 13 more goals. I mean, if he doesn't reach it this season, I don't see him retiring this, you know, this season. So he'll at least reach it next season. And the one after that, Brett Hall, you know, obviously that name's pretty popular when it comes to the NHL. 741. So what? That's, you know, 23 goals. That is not. That, that's not a lot of goals to, you know, score. No. The only thing making me think three. that he might retire after this season is this is the last year on his contract. So I don't know. He might resign for another year or two, but 
I think he won't be here much longer and he'll just go back to Russia and play first team for another season and then he'll retire there. I think that's fair. I think at best he could probably finish third or fourth. I don't see him getting up to Wayne Gretzky or Gordy Howe range. I can see him yeah. getting up there with Yager, but yeah, I mean, I, I as a Penguins fan, I'll even say it. Ovechkin's one of the greatest goal scorers I've ever watched play the game. And I mean, most you. of that is the fact. Most of that is the fact that the top five, I never watched play the game. And, you know, not in person, but like outside of watching highlights, I've never watched those top five play. I've watched Ovechkin hit that slap shot one timer from, you know, the point <laughs> time and time again. He doesn't really do Sometimes that anymore, but he can still do it. All right, so now that I I don't want to talk about the Capitals anymore, we're, we're, we're moving on. We're moving on. Uh, Ethan, I, I think you're probably happy yeah, about that I, as well. I, I was like, I was zoning out there because, yeah. All right, Um, March Madness or no? I do want to point something out. Ethan, you talked to me and you. We were on the phone together the other day, and we talked about how bad the Sabres were and how they haven't been good in like 10 years. Correct. Well, they finally fired their coach. Hallelujah. Um, yeah, I was about to bring that up. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, Ralph, after 12 losses in a row, Ralph Kruger is no longer the coach. I mean, um, it, I, I, I don't think so. – yeah, yeah, I think deservedly so. After, if you lose 12 in a row, I mean, you something's clearly not working. Yeah, I mean, you guys obviously didn't watch the Caps game against the uh, Sabres the other day. I think we beat them like 4-0, 5-0. Um, oh, but they looked like they had never played hockey before. Their defense was atrocious, and I just kind of felt bad. And I, I don't get it. I really don't. Now no, they Jack have the Eichel, weapons. Yeah, like Jack, I mean, Jack Eichel being out is kind of big for them. I think he's kind of been their their staple piece, at least in the forwards for the last couple of years. But they have defensemen named Rasmus Ristolainen, Rasmus Dahlin, and Braden Brandon Montour. I mean, those three guys are. I mean, Mont- Montour's a top four guy, no question, on any team. And Rasmus Dahlin was, like, expected to be the next greatest thing for defensemen. And I, I really haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen that the last couple of years. I mean, he's not been terrible, but I'm looking right now, he's got a minus 27 plus minus. I mean, that's atrocious. That's terrible. That is, is awful. Like, I, I don't know how you get compared to one of the greater defensemen of all, you know, this time period and then go out and have a minus 27. Yeah, a lot of their team stats, though, are really not that bad at all. Like, they're in, like, the top 10 for, like, shots against. Like, they really have not played that terrible. They just can't win games. Yeah. I mean, actually, I mean, they have played terrible, but, like, the stats don't say that they've been playing terrible. I don't I, I I honestly can't comment on it anymore because I, yeah. I simply don't I don't know at all what's going on there in Buffalo as a hockey fan that's it's just frustrating to watch I can't even imagine being a Buffalo fan yeah I well I, I'm not sure if there's going to be many more after you know this that's um, <laughs> I'm looking at the NBA and Ethan, I, I see you kind of zoning out again there. Um, I'm going to let you get back. To, I'm going to start talking about things you like again, and then I'm going to go into things you don't like, and then we'll go into March Madness. Um, 
But NBA, there literally is like nothing. And I think it's the all-star game. I mean, the all-star game, yes, but like I I don't know. I think I the, all-star game about the, all-star game. the all-star game was very underwhelming in all honesty. I mean the exactly. three point con- three point con- the dunk contest especially really disappointed me. Well, that's the, almost why I didn't want to bring it up is because I feel like we would just be hating on it. I mean, the All-Star game was a blowout from the beginning. In sure. fact, if you go watch Flight Reacts, he actually predicted the exact score of 170 to 150, which I think is kind of crazy. Um, but, I mean, it was a blowout. And I think we all kind of saw it coming with the roster that LeBron had, especially when you have Dame Lillard, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry as your front or backcourt. Like, I don't know. I was really, I was really upset with it. Three, like actually, I, I would, I'll give it the three point contest was actually fun. Oh, because Mike Conley was in the top. Yeah, correct. Okay. No, but honestly, I, the dunk contest. I know, I know. Like, I don't think any of us can dunk anywhere. I can't even dunk to begin with. I don't know about you guys, but um, I don't know. I just compared to other dunk. I'm saying compared to other dunk contests, this one was not as good. That's why you kind of need fans for a dunk contest. Exactly. You need fans, and you also need like all like the NBA players kind of huddle around the hoop as they're dunking. It just it makes a much better environment. So it's partially not their fault, but yeah, I mean, but the 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 dunks themselves were just so like I think the best dunk I saw was Cassius Stanley's dunk, which I think he got absolutely robbed on. Where he went like reverse yeah. between the legs. That's actually, I was like, I was like, that might actually be the best dunk of the night too. But like, I think the problem was, is I think what Obi Toppin did right after that, where he bounced the ball through his legs, like he, you know, like bounced past it to himself almost. That was an absolutely phenomenal dunk. But guess what? Zach Levine hit that in warmups the week before. Like, it made it completely meaningless. And I just, I just, I don't know. I was really. I feel like our generation has grown up with, uh, you know, I wouldn't say like the best dunkers of all time, but the Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine matchups that we've seen. I mean, this didn't even compare, not even close. And honestly, I don't know if this sounds bad, but I don't know if those three guys were the best dunkers in the league and should have been in the no, dunk. Absolutely not. I, I don't even think it's close. I mean, like, Honestly, like, Stanley, Cassius Stanley doesn't even have a dunk in the NBA. Not one. He has zero. Exactly. So I'm thinking, like, I was thinking, oh, whenever I saw that list, I was like, huh? Because I thought they may put, like, guys maybe. I know Aaron Gordon said he wouldn't do it. But. I mean, I, I wouldn't either if I was him. He got robbed. Yeah, he's gotten robbed twice. Oh, yeah. I don't well, know. The, I Zach, don't... the Zach Levine one. I, you can make more of a case for Zach Levine. The Derek Jones one, Aaron Gordon won that 100%. I mean, you can make a case either way for the Zach Levine one. I, I just, I mean, that was arguably, I, I think that was that's one, that's one of the best of all time. In my, at least yeah. in our, at least from our history. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go Rob Vince Carter because we all know how electrifying that one. I don't even know how you would call it, you, but I know you guys just by what arm I'm in the rim. Yeah. Or yeah, the Dominique Wilkins, the Dominique Wilkins MJ battle back in like the late '80s, or early '90s, or something. That was, yeah, good too. But we I mean, if, we're, if we're talking, if we're talking our time period, like that is our that is easily, you know, what we've seen. 
the best, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I'm I'm ready to move on. I don't want to talk about the uh, yes, 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 anymore. Um, I don't even. I mean, like, I guess there's really no UFC stuff, no big fights. I mean, Bilal Muhammad and Leon Edwards fought, and of course there was an eye poke, and it ended in no contest. So that's an absolutely depressing. You know, that's 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 so sad that like you know, especially for Leon Edwards, he's been fighting for trying to fight for a while, and you know, to poke guy in the eye and then lose your fight within the first couple of rounds kind of sucks. Um, actually. I just realized we didn't talk about that big UFC fight. And I know neither of you two really pay attention to UFC too I mean, much, I but... watched it, but I mean, I didn't really I mean, know who was the favorites, to be honest. I mean, nothing really. I mean, actually, okay. Two of the fights, two of the three big fights really didn't shock me. The first one, I think, is the most obvious, and that's Amanda Nunes. Uh, she submitted Megan Anderson, which I do think is the surprising part about that fight, that she submitted her in the first round. But she's the greatest female fighter of all time. I absolutely. I mean, Megan Anderson that. wasn't even ranked, though. I think they're honestly just throwing people at Amanda Nunes because they, they really don't know who can be. Um. Then you had the you had the main event. This one didn't shock me too much because it was Israel Adesanya's move to heavyweight or not heavyweight, light heavyweight, and no fighter has ever won a fight at light heavyweight at the weight that uh, Israel Adesanya was at. So obviously, you know, no implication on his title, but Jan Blaschwitz, uh retains the title there. Now, the one that did surprise me, and it's mostly because it ended in a disqualification, was the Aljamain Sterling and Piotr Jan fight. Um, now, I did not watch the UFC fight. Obviously, it's pay-per-view on these big ones, so I was not paying however much money you have to pay for that because that's not what I'm about. Um but Piotr Jan was winning that fight the whole entire time and then just need Aljamain Sterling on the ground and just got disqualified. Like, it was the absolute dumbest move. Now, I, I'm sure, I mean, Ethan, I'm talking to you cool. for this one because I know you know absolutely nothing about UFC, but I'm sure you probably saw some of the uproar with the Oh, no, I, I, I saw the video and I was like, why would you do I, – I, Well, you I, know I what know... happened? What happened was he asked his while he had him on the ground. He asked his like uh, his crew or whatever what to do, and they they told him to hit him, and then he did that. <laughs> so well, basically, you're winning, the, you're winning the whole fight. It's on the ground. You know you're gonna win. Why do you do that? Because he finished as a, as a as a martial artist. It was the type of hit. But a knee. He had to know that that was semi. That maybe that would have been called right. Well, yeah, and I think the the. As a guy who likes UFC as much as I do, and as a guy who's, you know, I've done martial arts for eight years, obviously I don't do it anymore, but I think a lot of these other athletes that are not in the fight sport of fighting kind of blew it out of proportion a little bit. I yeah. didn't see it. I mean, it was a bad shot, and it obviously sure. left Sterling down the on the mat. But, I mean, Sterling didn't have his hands on the ground. Now, the referee did say that like he he was on the ground which is what was the disqualification you can't knee a guy in the head on the ground but i really think it's a lot closer to a legal shot than all these celebrities going and saying that that was an absolutely disgusting move oh yeah i saw that and i'm like i I saw that i was like listen you guys know as much as ufc as probably i do so i'm not going to comment on it 
Okay, Ethan, you're you're hyping yourself up too much here. No, I'm saying I know nothing, so they don't probably know anything either. I take it they know a little more than you do. Um, but no, I think they absolutely blew it out of proportion. I mean, yeah, bad shot. It obviously hurt Sterling. He was there down on the ground yeah. for a while. I mean, he didn't but... do it intentionally, obviously. Well, I'd hope so, but it didn't look like I, he did I, I mean, intentionally. I think, I think he did it. I'm going to do it in quotes, and I know nobody but the two of you can see this. I don't think he – I think he did it intentionally, like as he, in to actually do the technique, but I don't think he did it in a way that he was trying to, you know – No, he wasn't trying to hit him right in the head with a knee. Like, I don't no, no, he, he wasn't trying to – he was, he was trying to finish him, not hurt him. Well, yeah. Well, obviously. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I think – and this is pretty obvious because no one's ever fighting to DQ themselves. I don't think he did it exactly. to – Especially to lose your belt, illegal. too. No one's going to purposely yeah. lose their belt. Exactly. Um, okay, we talked about that for a lot longer than I thought we would. <laughs> All right, I think it's time for Mark Madness. Oh, we're going to speed run. Wait, what? Wow. wow. What? One quick thing. I do want to point out, uh, NASCARs, Kyle Larson – became the uh, fastest driver to win for Rick Hendrick in four starts in the number five car. Uh, that's my favorite guy. So I wanted to put that one out there. Good to see Kyle back in the, back in the race car. Good to see him back in victory lane. Okay. Now, Ethan, before you uh, interrupt me again, we can uh, get into our good old March madness because ladies and gentlemen, it is officially the March madness tournament time. Or as I like to call it, Izzo time. <laughs> the dance. Oh, it's yeah. It's been it's been what a two oh, years. It's been too long. Too it's long. been way too long. Two years too long. I mean, I I I'm obviously I'm a little depressed for this March Madness because a certain team, Duke, is not in this one. But you know, yeah. neither is Kentucky. About that. Neither is yeah, I'm neither actually, is Kentucky. Yeah. Roll, t- Dude, roll tie, roll tie, roll. All right. Um, I got so- some. Go ahead. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Nothing, nothing. I was just going to say, so we're going to make our predictions here. Um, we're going to try to run through them, but if there's an upset or a very close game, in our opinion, we're going to obviously talk a little more about it. So yeah. where do we want to start? Wanna, what- do you just want to like each person, like for each matchup, we'll just say go through each person or should we just sure one? Per- All right. So where do you want to start? Go, wait. Wait, wait, I'm so starting start with Gonzaga the game, or the first four. First four, actually. Okay, so do let's start off with Gonzaga's opponent, uh, Norfolk State versus Appalachian State. I took Appalachian State in this game. Yeah, I did too. So did I. Uh, okay. I'll tell you why. Uh, well, actually, you know what? We're just gonna speed run this. I don't have time to explain everything. <laughs> um. So then we'll just say Gonzaga versus Appalachian State. I I, I took Gonzaga here. Uh, yeah, that's easy choice. Really, come on, we don't even have to say that one. This one's interesting, though. The next one, Oklahoma and Missouri. I personally took Oklahoma. Hmm. I said Missouri. I I also went Mizzou there. A little bit of a struggle. I mean, uh, Missouri has three players with over a twelve point average per game. I'm just I'm just remembering when Oklahoma beat four top 10 teams in a row. So they have the, they have yeah, the possibility yeah, to win that game. But, but I understand they haven't played well down the stretch. I understand that. Okay, but, but I'm saying they have, but, the, they have the possibility. 
they're coming they're coming out of the regular season like like two and six. I, I yeah. just I think they have the slight edge, but I don't know. I don't think they have an edge, but I think it will be close. Yeah. I do agree with that. Um Creighton and UC Santa Barbara. I know there's a lot, there's been a lot of rumors about maybe a possible upset here for UC Santa Barbara. However, I'm gonna stick with Creighton. I think Marcus Segarowski is gonna go off. I think UC Santa Barbara is going to win um, because I think I forget, I can't even pronounce his name, but uh, Creighton has a player who's like one of their key players who's out with an ACL injury. Um, I, he was crucial to their game though. But other than that, I just, I don't know. They also got destroyed by Georgetown. So. All right, Ethan, I know you mentioned Marcus Segarowski because I, I'm assuming because of how much I mentioned him over the last year and a half that we've been talking about college basketball. But guess what? I got the 12 seed winning. I got UC Santa Barbara. I think they're one of the better teams in the double digit uh, half of the bracket this year. And my big thing this year is the 12 versus five seed because guess what? It's just as likely for two two seed or two 12 seeds to make it to the round of 32 as it is for zero of them. So we're going big. <laughs> okay. Virginia and Ohio. Again, there actually have been some rumors about a possible Ohio upset here. Again, I'm going to stick with Virginia. I think Tony Bennett's defense is one of the best in the league, and I think they're going to show it. Yeah, I'm also sticking with Virginia. I mean, Although I do think it'll be close. Fact, they, I, I think it'll be close than people think, but I, I think Virginia will pull it out. Well, I mean, we, we can't forget Virginia is the defending national champion as of now. Technically, yeah. yeah. And they have experience, I, so. That's true. Yeah. All right. Um, now we have another first four game here, Wichita State and Drake. As much as I wanted to go with Drake, I just think Wichita State, obviously the best team in the American conference regular season-wise. Um, I'm going to take Wichita State Ethan. here. So, wait, okay, you forgot Ethan. to skip the first four matches. What? What? Houston, oh, wait, Houston is in the American record. Record-wise, Wichita State won the regular season conference title. That's what I'm saying. I said they were the best team in terms of regular season conference. I understand Houston's better than them, sure, but I'm saying regular season conference title went to Wichita State. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So Wichita, Wichita State versus Drake. I said Drake. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just think Drake's better. I don't know why. I went with I went with Wichita State. Uh, pretty much a toss up in my mind. It, it's a toss up. So then I guess USC versus Wichita State. I really again I wanted to go with Wichita State, but I think Evan Mobley is going to dominate um, in that game, especially. So I, I went with USC here. You know, I think USC is a bunch of frauds. Besides, um, oh, I can't remember his name, but because they, they're getting carried by what's his name and like Mobley, the time. Mobley. yeah. yeah. Exactly, and I, I don't know. I just think they're going to get upset. So, nah, yeah. I'm gonna go USC and Ethan. You said you said Evan Mobley, but you also got to think about the fact that they've got Taj Eady, who's a stop. You know, four years senior. He's also averaging 14 points per game, and he's shooting 45 from the field. Yeah, so it's, it's not just Evan Mobley there. But yeah, yeah, I went USC. Um, Kansas, Eastern Washington. I, I, I personally want Kansas. I think Eastern Washington had a great year, but I think Kansas will just is too much for them to handle. Yeah, I think Eastern Washington has potential, but Kansas will win. I mean, especially if they play like they did against Baylor, it'll be easy. 
Yeah, I will. I will third that. I think Eastern Washington is a team to watch to make it a close game, but I think Kansas pulls that one out, no question. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So VCU and Oregon, the seven ten matchup. Again, this is a, a humongous toss up in my mind. I think it's going to come down to the wire, regardless. But I think Oregon's going to slightly edge it here. I, I got a root for kind of a local team, VCU. Uh, I do think they are very underrated. Um, but I do agree that it'll be close. It'll come down to the wire. I don't know. I mean, this is kind of like a toss-up game, I guess. Uh, I think VCU will win. I'm going to agree with you on the uh, toss-up part, but I went with Ethan and Oregon. Honestly, not, not too big of a fan of Oregon in the regular season. But I do think they are slightly better, not by much I'm looking right now. And they had about the same strength of schedule, same net rankings, same points per game. They're actually, VCU is a little bit more on points per game. Really just a big toss up there, but I did go Oregon. I think, like I said, I think it's going to come down to the wire. So it's it, it, either way. Um, then finally, to round out the West bracket, Iowa and Grand Canyon. Again, I think Grand Canyon had a great year, but I think Luca Garza, Jordan Wieskamp, and Iowa are going to be too much to handle for Grand Canyon. Yeah, I think with Luca Garza, I think he's going to carry Iowa. Probably because yeah. I don't, I don't want to say Final Four because I feel like that's a little too far, but he will carry them far. And he will be in the okay, uh, NBA one day. I got a bone to pick with Ethan here. I do agree with your pick that Iowa will roll over Grand Canyon. But you said Luca Garza and Jordan Wieskamp. Yeah. Joe Wieskamp and Jordan Bohan. Oh. You combine their two, their two and three. <laughs> oh, oops. That's yeah, Joe Wieskamp. Joe Wieskamp. Okay. Um, so do we want to just go to the East or do we want to fill out the West? I say let's just fill out the West. Okay. So Gonzaga, well, for me, it would be Gonzaga and Oklahoma. For them, it's Gonzaga and Missouri. I, I still think Gonzaga wins, regardless. All right. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, Gonzaga is going to win. Yeah, regardless of who is in that, the whether it's the eight or the nine, Zaga is too good. Yeah, all right. So for me, it's Creighton and UVA. For them, it's Santa Barbara and U, UVA, I believe. I'm going to take UVA here. In terms of this game, I think, again, the defense of Tony Bennett will stop Segarowski. And they also, like you said, depending on the champion experience, I think that'll help them, especially in this game, too. All right. Uh, I said UVA. I, I feel it. I see JR has a little bit of a look on his face. I can't tell if he's going to disagree with me or agree with me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm with you on that one. Um, I'm going to go back to my statistic. I said that it's just as likely for a 12 seed to make it to the round of 32 as it is for two 12, two 12 seats to make it, as it is for zero of them. However, like I think it's like 80% of those 12 seats don't make it into the Sweet 16. I'm going with the numbers. I'm going UVA. All right. Yep. Okay, so for me, it's USC and Kansas. Um, again, like I said, I think Evan Mobley is amazing, but he might be one of the only guys they have. I know Jarrett said someone else, but I, I have Kansas pulling this one out here. For me, it's uh, Drake versus Kansas, and I think Kansas is definitely going to win that. But, I mean, I do think Drake will make it close. I I could be very wrong. They could get knocked out in the first round, but who knows? 
All right. So uh, I got my first big upset of the night. Uh, I guess it's not really a big upset. It's a three and six seed, but I don't know. I just got a feeling USC is going to make it to the Sweet 16. They're going to beat Kansas. And, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. I don't really have much reasoning behind it. Sometimes that looks <laughs> March Madness. All right. So I have Oregon and Iowa. Again, I think regardless of it's, if it's Oregon or VCU winning that close game, I think Iowa is going to move on there. Yeah, I have VCU and Iowa, and I definitely said Iowa for that one. I feel like even though VCU is a good team, I do think even if it was Oregon, if like winning, I do think Iowa would totally beat them. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the national player of the year here, boys. There's actually, I guess I can't say there's not much that'll stop him because you'll see why. But, uh, yeah, I still got Iowa. Okay, moving on to the Sweet 16, I have Gonzaga and UVA. Um, I think this is where UVA's run ends. Gonzaga obviously undefeated on the season, and I just think they're going to be – their offense is going to slightly outbalance UVA's strong defense. Yeah, I ha- I also had Gonzaga and UVA. I – I have a little bit of an upset here. I'm not going to lie. I say UVA is going to win, but Gonzaga is really good, and I I don't know. I just don't really like seeing teams do well. (laughs) That sounds weird, but, like, I don't like seeing undefeated teams. So, yeah. I I just – I feel um, like Gonzaga is one of those teams that just has to get upset at some point. See, I'm the exact opposite. I love watching good teams do good things, even if they're not my team, unless their name is Duke men's basketball. Um, gosh. Besides that, I do have Gonzaga. I just think I think they're that good. I mean, they have three guys that are probably going to end up top 15 in the NBA, at, or not like in the NBA, top 15 draft picks in the NBA at some point. Obviously, Suggs and Kispert this year, Timmy soon to become. And they've got good veteran role players like Andrew Nemhard and Joel Ayayi who are, you know, they can be there whenever, uh, you know, those top three fall. Yep. Um, all right. So Sweet 16, Kansas, Iowa, I think a toss-up here. I- I'm going to take Iowa. I just think Luca Garza is going to be proved to be the star he is down the stretch in that game, down to the wire. So I don't know why, but I chose an upset for both of these and said Kansas. <laughs> so I feel like, I don't know, Kansas – Looking back at it now, I feel like Kansas isn't really as good as I'm making them sound, but I do think that they have pulled themselves back to get back together. And if they can play like they did against Baylor, like for the whole entire tournament, I do think they could be final four potential, but I don't know. Now, um, you guys remember when I said that nothing can stop Luca Garza and then I corrected myself? Sure. Yeah, that thing that can stop Luca Garza is Evan Mobley and one of the best defensive teams in the country in USC who has had, I think it's a little bit surprising that their strength of schedule is ranked higher than Iowa. Iowa coming out of the deepest conference in college basketball. But I got USC moving on to the Elite Eight to face Gonzaga. All right, and in that Elite Eight, I have Gonzaga, Iowa, and I'm going to take Gonzaga. I think this is where Luca Garza's run ends. I have UVA in Kansas, and I said UVA. 
I originally said Kansas, but I was like, I thought to myself, I was like, is Kansas really that good? Especially because I think if UVA starts getting like, if they start off strong, I think they'll get the confidence they had two years ago and just start running through teams. Now, I, I do want to point out um, before I go into my pick, don't you dare are going to be no, uh, Ethan. Uh, no, I said before I go into uh, my pick. Uh, I I do want to point out both of those teams are coming off of COVID uh, exits in the, the conference tournaments. Both Virginia and Kansas are. So, I mean, I don't know if that'll have any effect when it comes to the Sweet Six or the Elite Eight matchup that you have if they get there. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. it could give them a confidence boost or like a motivation boost, I guess. All right, but yeah, I had Gonzaga, USC, and Ethan. No, I did not take USC. I took Gonzaga. I, <laughs> I, I love that team. I love watching that team. I mean, they are so fun to watch, and I would not take any other team uh, over them. All right, so then Gonzaga will be representing the West in the Final Four. Moved on to the East. Let's do. Except for Virginia. Yep, yeah, I have Virginia. Oh, okay. So yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> moving on to the East, um, the first round, um, again, Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern. I think it's going to be a toss up, but I took Texas Southern here. Uh, yeah, I did too. Texas Southern all the way. They were my pick to win their conference tournament and they did it. They beat Prairie View, which both of you guys picked. So yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to put that one out there. <laughs> okay. So then Michigan and Texas Southern, I, I, I think Michigan's going to win this one. Oh yeah. Easily Michigan. All right. JR? Yeah, yeah Michigan. of course. Okay. Come on. Come on. I've been talking highly of this Michigan team for the past couple of weeks. That doesn't happen if I don't think they're going to do good. All right. LSU and St. Bonaventure. Um, listen, I think LSU, when playing good, can hand, can play with almost any team in the country. So I'm going to take LSU here. Hmm. I feel like your views are a little opposite of mine because I think LSU is a little overrated. Uh, I think the whole SEC conference is just overrated. So <laughs> I went Ooh. with St. Bonaventure. Uh, not for that reason. I also did go St. Bonaventure. But I think the big thing here is I don't see much poise or maturity when it comes to LSU. I mean, their best player, Cam Thomas. Or, yeah, Cam Thomas, right? That's his name? Yeah, something like that, yeah. He's a freshman, and I didn't realize that. I honestly didn't know he was a freshman until, like, last week. And, I mean, I guess that kind of speaks good things about him. But, I mean, you got guys like Trendon Watford. Um, I believe Darius Day is a sophomore. Uh, I, I just don't see experience. Uh, and, Ryan, you kind of talked about it with Virginia there. you got some experience, guys. And that does play into a huge part of who makes it far in March Madness. I mean, I don't want to – go back and talk about Michigan State, but one of the big things that led Michigan State to that final four run a couple years ago was the fact that they had experience. You see it everywhere. All of those teams were experienced players that year. All right, Am, I that? Wrong? Am I wrong? Am no, I wrong? Outside no. of Texas Tech, no, Culver, none of those players were like it wasn't a freshman-led team, cough, cough, Duke, but we know what happened that year. Hey, all right. Um, 
Colorado and Georgetown, the Father Told. This is going to be my first major upset here. I've got Georgetown winning this game over Colorado. Georgetown obviously made the tournament by winning the Big East, and I think they're playing the best basketball they've played all year, and I think that's going to show with a upset win over Colorado. Honestly, you don't know how just upset I'll be if Georgetown does not win this game after beating Villanova and then absolutely destroying Creighton. I, I don't know. I'll feel so just like let down by their performance if they lose. I think, uh, yeah, I, I've talked pretty highly of the Georgetown upset here, but I don't know. I feel like I don't like when people hype up these upsets. And as a guy that, and you two are probably going to hate me for saying this, but as a guy who's on sports TikTok and I see everybody saying that Georgetown's going to beat Colorado. I do not like going with the flow, as I'm sure you guys have noticed with all of my outlandish plans. Oh, we are aware. I I like McKinley Wright and his Buffaloes. I think they I think they end Georgetown's hot streak because they've been on it for a little too long. All right, Florida State and UNCG. Um, I think just Florida State, obviously one of the top his what? UNCG. Yeah. The University oh, of North Carolina. They, they, are, they are breaking news in the NFL real quick. Cardinals are signing A.J. Green to a one-year $8 million contract. I love that. <laughs> First reaction. I love that. I absolutely love that. Now, does that mean, Huge fan. Does that mean Fitzy's maybe out, out now? I don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, so I've got FSU winning that. Um I just yeah, think the size can prove too much for them. Yeah. Dare? I will throw that. Okay. First four, Michigan State and UCLA. I have Michigan State winning this one. I do too. I know Jay is going to like that, <laughs> but he might disagree. <laughs> no, I got Michigan State. I am pretty okay. upset at the fact that all that the BPI percent, like index gives UCLA a 61% chance to win that game. I think they're underrating this. And these Spartans are going to show Of course you think up. they're underrated. I think they're underrated. 61%? Uh, yeah, no, are you kidding me? I know. 61% favorite. And then BYU versus Michigan State. Now, I think this is where Michigan State ends. I'm actually going to take BYU here. Hold on. I, I hold on. I'm, I'm taking Michigan State. I'm sorry, Ethan. We talked on the phone a couple of days ago, and you thought that there was no way BYU beats us. But see, this... This bracket I wrote before that, but I, I actually do think there's a chance BYU could win this game. I'm going to take BYU. Ethan, you told me it on Monday. Well, things change. Wow. Wow. All Obviously, right. you guys know where I went with this pick. Yeah. Yeah, well, of course. Um, let's see here. Texas and Abilene, Christ, Abilene Christian. Um, Abilene Christian had a Decent year, but I think Texas can win. Yeah, I think Texas will steamroll them. But anything's possible, Mark Madness, as we've seen plenty of times before. Eric's going back to Michigan State. <laughs> no, I don't know. I want to go back to the fact that you keep on giving these small teams credit. I think you need to turn a little more into Ryan where he just goes, yeah, they're going to steamroll. Okay, fine. I, fine. Don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to hear this pity for being such a small school that has a great season. Texas is going to kill That's me. why I said anything's possible because 
I might think that and com- I could just be completely wrong because you've seen like UMBC a couple years ago just absolutely steamroll UVA. Yeah. So um, that's true. UConn in Maryland, 7 10 game here. I'm actually going to take the upset and I'm going to take Maryland here. I, I uh, This was a hard choice, but then I thought about it more. And I, and I, and, even though Maryland did start off slow and kind of like pick up their pace a little bit towards the end of the season, I just think UConn's just too good for them. If UConn would have won the conference tournament, I'd no question have UConn over Maryland. Because you guys know what I said last time we were on the podcast. I told you how good I thought Maryland was, at least their defense. Now, yeah, they ran into Michigan. They ran into one of the top teams in the country. They lost the Big Ten tournament. But this is no Michigan. This is the Yukon Huskies. And I love James Booknight, but Maryland's going to town on them. I got the 10 seed. All right. Alabama and Iona. I actually think this is going to be a close game than people think because Rick Pitino obviously has March Madness championship experience uh, previously at Louisville. But I still have Alabama winning this one. Even though I did say the SEC was a bunch of frauds, I do think Alabama is going to win. <laughs> yeah, I, I do really like Iona in this, though. I, I, I got Alabama. Why did I say it like that? I don't Alabama. know. <laughs> Alabama. Alabama. Um, okay, moving on to yeah. the second round here. Michigan and, for me, LSU for them, St. Bonaventure. I, I saw Michigan win regardless here. Yeah, I did too. I will third that. Okay. So, for me, it's Georgetown and Florida State. I think I've, I actually have Florida State winning this one as well. I, I'm sticking with my gut and thinking Georgetown is going to – have started start building up a little momentum but like i said before many times anything can happen but yeah i'm, I'm sticking with georgetown i got colorado and fsu i uh i took colorado again i think that a little bit of a disappointing performance at the pac-12 tournament might be exactly what the buffaloes need i think they're a little underrated coming into march madness this year i think they beat fsu okay um for me, it's BYU in Texas. Um, for them, it's Michigan State in Texas. I, I have Texas winning personally here. Yeah, I I made this kind of a toss-up, I guess, with Michigan State and Texas, but I, I definitely think Texas has a better chance of winning, although I know JR is going to be a little upset, but Texas, I think, will win. <laughs> Look, I've come to terms. This is not the Michigan State team that I know and love. <laughs> okay, it is. But um, I am going to have to go Texas. But like I said, this is March Madness. This is what you call Izzo month if you're a Michigan State fan. So as Ryan says, anything can happen. All right. Maryland for me and Alabama for all three of us. Um, I think Alabama, if – they can shoot. If they can shoot, they can beat almost any team in the country. So I'm going to take Alabama here. I think they're having a good shooting night. All right. So I have Connecticut and Bama, and I'm going with an upset here. I mean, I, I don't know. You ever just get like that gut feeling where you just feel like something's sure, going to yeah, happen? Yeah. That's what I have about UConn this year. I don't know. All right, well, I'm going to go the upset route here as well, but I have 10-seeded Maryland up against Bama. Um, what would the opposite of role be? Of role? Oh, that's going to sound stupid. 
Yeah, roll tide, right? Unroll tide. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> My gosh, absolutely not. They're they're no, it's not happening. I I uh, I don't I don't I wouldn't say the SEC are frauds, but they definitely are not the SEC that we all like to watch. You know, Kentucky and all them. Uh, I do not have too much faith in this Alabama team against this defensive-minded uh, Maryland team. All right. Michigan and Florida State for me. I'm actually rolling with the Florida State Seminoles here. I got them beating Michigan and moving to the Elite Eight. All right. I have Michigan and Georgetown, and I said Michigan. I feel like a lot of people are going to have Michigan in their final four, but – I don't. Uh, I have them ending in the Sweet 16. I, or no that's kidding. Why I said you most just people. had Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Most people will have in their final four, but I just think Michigan is definitely one of the best teams right now. So that's what I'm saying. All right. So I got Michigan versus Colorado. And this is about the time that if Isaiah Livers can make a comeback, it is during the Sweet 16. I think this is right when they need them. I've spoken highly of Michigan the last couple weeks. And as the two of you know, that does not happen too often. I am a not a fan, but I do I do respect what Michigan has done. I think the senior leadership, and that is a big part. Again, I said it before. I'm going to say it again. Senior Isaiah Livers, grad transfer Mike Smith, senior Eli Brooks. That's the reason why Michigan's going to make a deep run, and that's the reason why I have them winning over Colorado. All right. Texas and Alabama for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Alabama again. I think they're just I think they're gonna hit a really good stride with their shooting in this tournament, and I think they're gonna roll. Roll tide. All right. I had Texas and Yukon. And I don't know why, but I just have this feeling about Yukon. I don't I just don't know why. I, but I, I, I went with Connecticut. I'll give you this. Another upset. I didn't have Yukon. I, I obviously didn't have UConn there in the – I mean, I had them losing the first round. But I think if UConn can get out of the first round and get on a roll, I do think they can make a deep run. So, although I disagree with you on the first round, like the first round, I, I do think that what you're saying with UConn going deep is definitely not a uh, – definitely not a crazy thought. It's um, a little bit of a hot take, but, you know, it's not too crazy. Shoot, I just realized I have no clue what game we're talking about. We're talking about the Sweet 16 game, right? I, yeah. I yeah. yeah, Sweet 16 game. So I, have, I have Texas and Maryland. Um, this is where Maryland comes to an end. Again, Matt Coleman, senior. I mean, not not as much experience there as, you know, say a Michigan team or, you know, guys like that. But I like Texas here over the 10 seed. I think their run comes to an end. Okay, so for my elite, I have Florida State and Bama. I'm going to take Bama here. I, like I said, I just think they're just going to shoot the lights out. They're going to keep rolling. Yeah, for uh, for my elite eight, I have Michigan and uh, Connecticut. And unfortunately, this is where Connecticut's going to get ended by Michigan. Uh, I think Michigan's just going to get on a roll from the start and just keep going. See, so I, got, I got Michigan and Texas two teams that I am absolutely not fond of at all as a Michigan State fan. And then all I have to say is horns down and Ryan with your West Virginia flag that I am looking at 
which you just happened to do the horns down. No, stop, Ethan. Stop. I can do it. Uh, but yeah, I, I got Michigan. Stop. No, that's not it. <laughs> How do you do it? <laughs> oh, here you go. This one? There you go. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Ethan, you should just stop. Um, <laughs> yeah. I but I, I, got, I got Michigan here. Um, yeah, I've pretty much stated my case the whole entire time, the last couple rounds. So, Michigan over Texas. All right, so I have Alabama. They both have Michigan in their final four. Let's move on to the, I guess, South. Yeah. Can't we just – eh, No, let's do South for – let's just do all the – till the Elite Eights, and then we'll do Final Four. And yeah. Final. So, Baylor right, and Hartford – Baylor and Hartford, I think Baylor's going to, as Ryan said, steamroll. So, I think that was going to steamroll Hartford here. Yeah, I it's hard to disagree with that. <laughs> okay, look, I said I hate giving small schools love when a team's going to kill them. But I think if there's a one seed that loses this year, it's Baylor against Hartford simply because it's Hartford's first tournament ever in school history. But regardless, I think Baylor wins. Okay. UNC UNC and Wisconsin. Purely out of spite to UNC, I'm going to take Wisconsin here. I really don't think this is the North Carolina team that's going to go very far this year. And for that reason alone, I think Wisconsin's going to take it. I know okay, a lot look, of people are going to hate it, into, Before I get into my before I get into my pick, I think this right here, the Wisconsin UNC game, is the game of the tournament. Oh yeah, I I think the experience on Wisconsin is phenomenal. I mean, what I'm pretty sure their average age is older than the Chicago Bulls. I think I saw that earlier this year. So, if you want to talk about experience, there you go, Wisco. I also am a big fan of the UNC front court. Now, Garrison Brooks, I'm not too sure on his condition, but Walker Kessler, Dayron Sharp, Armando Baycott, I mean, they have four dudes who can play the post and play it well. I'm going UNC. Okay. All right. Villanova and Winthrop. There's been a lot like there's been a lot of Russell in this game too about Winthrop possibly pulling off the upset. I I, I don't know. I just I think Villanova with Jay Wright. Jay Wright's obviously a, has won multiple championships. So I think Villanova wins this one. Yeah, I said the same. Even though, like uh, the SEC, I do think Villanova is frauds. I know JR kind of agrees with me on that. <laughs> but uh, I don't think – I mean, Winthrop is good. I do think they're a little underlooked. But no, Villanova is going to win. All right, so Ethan, I want to call you out for this again because this is the second time that you told me you were going to pick Winthrop over Nova, and then you didn't this time. I um, said it's most likely also, one, but I took Georgetown. No, I'm talking about the MSU BYU matchup that you oh. said you would take MSU and then didn't. Oh, oh, oh. Um, okay, there's two reasons. One, Ryan, you stated it. I think Nova's frauds. Two. My hot take was that Winthrop wins the whole entire tournament or at least shares the title with Belmont. Obviously, half of that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, Belmont. <laughs> so I felt obligated to take Winthrop regardless, but I do not disagree with my pick too much. Okay. Purdue and North Texas. I think, again, Purdue, Purdue size is pretty good, and I think they're going to roll over North Texas. I, I mean, North Texas in the past, has pulled off upsets 
I'm, I'm pretty sure, unless I'm thinking of a different place. Um, but, yeah, I do think Purdue is just a better team in general. Yeah, I got Purdue. Big, big fan of Trevion Williams. I mean, I think he was all Big Ten this year. And, yeah, I mean, kind of just kind of goes for itself. All right. Texas Tech and Utah State. This one might be one of my hardest games to pick of this whole tournament. But – with that being said, I'm going to take Texas Tech. I think Mac McClung's going to shine at the end of this game in a close game. It pains me to say this, but yes, Texas Tech is going to win for the exact reason you said. <laughs> I like Utah State. I mean, a little bit. I think Texas Tech does pull the up there, not the upset, pulls the win out here. Um, I think Texas Tech's a really scary team. If they can get out, I mean, if they don't get upset, I think they can get on a roll. But, yeah, I got Texas Tech. All right, Arkansas and Colgate. This actually is going to be a very good game. Both teams love to shoot the ball and score, but I still have Arkansas winning this game. I'd say I went with an upset instead of Colgate. Um, I mean, doesn't Colgate only have, like, one loss in the regular season? And, like, I guess yeah. their opponents aren't the best opponents. But if you go almost undefeated in your, in your regular season, I feel like that should show something, I guess. Also, Arkansas had some bad losses, but I'm not going to talk about this. I honestly don't see the hype behind Colgate. Like, don't get me wrong. They're a good team, and they were a good team out of the Patriot League, but they let 6-11 and Loyola almost beat them in the Patriot League final. I do not – I don't see it at all. Moses Moody, and that might be part of it. I've become a big Moses Moody fan since discovering him at the beginning of the, se- beginning of the season. I went Arkansas. Okay, seven ten game here. Florida, Va- Virginia Tech. Uh, Va- I was gonna say Va- <laughs> I was gonna say Va- but Virginia Tech. I'm actually gonna take the slight upset here, and I'm gonna go Virginia Tech over Florida. All right, <laughs> I Virginia Tech obviously was probably one of my favorites going into the tournament, and I do think they're gonna beat Florida with the upset, but. I don't know. It's hard to root against Florida because they are good. Um, but yeah, Virginia Tech is also, I just think they have what it takes to get it done. If Keontae Johnson did not collapse in the first couple weeks of the season, Florida all the way, I don't even think they'd be a seven seed. They'd probably be up in the range of five. Yep. But I love me some Virginia Tech. So I went V Tech and I put them over Florida. Okay, final game in the round of 64 here for the South. Ohio State, Noel Roberts, um, Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State. It's not even close. I hate that because I, I hate yeah. basketball this year even more than I do Michigan. There's no way Oral Roberts beats Ohio State. However, if they do, absolutely phenomenal job, Oral Roberts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So Baylor and Wisconsin for me, Baylor and yeah, so Baylor and Wisconsin for me, I, I have Baylor one in here. Same. Baylor, you in sync. Don't you dare. This is where my first number one seed falls. Don't you I knew you were oh gonna my. do this. I knew it was coming too. <laughs> hey, I've been talking high about UNC here for the last couple of weeks, and I think you I think I've even told you that I had UNC beating Baylor in a number of my brackets. I got it in this one as well. Okay. 
Nova and Purdue. I know you guys said the Big East are frauds, um, but they I, are. I still think Nova's going to pull this one out somehow. Yeah, I, I disagree. I think Purdue's going to do it. I just don't think Nova is the team that they were a couple years ago. I got Winthrop and Purdue. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I can't do it. Yeah, I got Purdue. I mean, oh, so your hot take? What happened to your hot take? <laughs> things changed, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know, I get it. I know you um, get it because you've done it twice now. <laughs> okay, Texas Tech and Arkansas. I actually, I actually, I know, I know, I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this one, but I actually have Texas Tech pulling out the slight upset here. Again, I think Mac McClung is gonna prove to be one of the best players in the Big Twelve. I didn't say the best because I know I would have received. A lot of criticism, but I think Mac is one of the best players in Big 12, and he's going to show it. I have Texas Tech and Colgate, but I, I do kind of agree with what JR said earlier about how Colgate really doesn't deserve all the hype they're getting. But I do think I do think they're still good, but I think Texas Tech will win. Look, Ethan, if you were looking to get hate because we were going to say Miles McBride or somebody who's the best player in the Big 12 – you must have forgot there's a man named Cade Cunningham, but that that we'll get into that one later. Um, again, Moses Moody, that's my guy. That's my guy in the SEC. I like Arkansas because I have Arkansas against Texas Tech. Send them through. All right. Virginia Tech and OSU, Ohio State. I love Virginia Tech, but I just think Ohio State is going to be too much for them here. You know, as much as I would like to agree with you, but also disagree, or disagree with you. <laughs> I, I think Virginia Tech is going to pull off an upset. I think people are going to underlook Virginia Tech because they really are a good team. And I just don't think that their ranking is going to like, I don't, it's hard to describe, I guess. But like, I think Virginia Tech, I just, I don't know. It's another one of those gut feelings. Might be a little biased. Okay, Ethan. So I have a question for you because you love to switch up. Since when has Virginia Tech been one of the teams that you're high on? <laughs> Since when? Since. Since, I don't know. Since, no, since they got put in this game against Florida, I've always thought they were going to win this game. But this is Virginia Tech versus OSU. Yeah, I'm really? high on Virginia Tech, but I think OSU's too much for them. Yeah, but you said you were high on Virginia Tech. Yeah, but I, I think I'm high on Virginia Tech to beat Florida. I think I am more than he is at this point. I know, but my point is that I've brought up Virginia Tech and how good I think they are. And you've criticized me for it. Listen, I criticize, I don't know, yeah. With that being said, you know where my pick went. I like Virginia Tech. Okay. All right. So sweet 16, I've got Baylor and Villanova. Um, I know they have Baylor and No, I have Purdue. Baylor and Purdue. Yeah, you guys have Baylor and Purdue, but I have Baylor winning here against Nova. You guys, you guys, you guys. Oh no, you don't you have UNC and Purdue. Yeah. All right, Ryan, who are you taking? Uh so Baylor and Purdue, huh? I said Baylor. Although Baylor has not been very consistent as of late, but I do think they're gonna pull it back and win. I got UNC and Purdue, and for the same reason why I, I uh, like UNC, they're big men. I want to let you know that most of Purdue's points 
in the last like 10 games have come from two men, Trevion Williams and Zach Eady. You know who they have to match up with? The best back or best front court in the whole entire country when you're talking about the bench and the front court starting. Without, uh, if you didn't get it from there, I'm picking UNC to make it to the Elite Eight. All right. Texas Tech and Ohio State. I have Ohio State winning this one. All right. I have Texas Tech and Virginia Tech. Uh, I, I do not like Texas Tech just because I feel like there are a lot of better teams than them. I, I just don't feel like Texas Tech has the consistency to make it to the Elite Eight. So for that reason, I'm choosing Virginia Tech. I got Arkansas and Virginia Tech. Um, as I said, been high on Virginia Tech, but I've been higher on Moses Moody. So Arkansas is going up against UNC in the three eight seed matchup. All right, I've got Baylor Ohio State in the Elite Eight. I'm gonna take Baylor here. All right, I got Baylor and Virginia Tech, and I chose Baylor. As I said, I have UNC and Arkansas, but this is where the Cinderella eight seed story ends, and I've got Moses Moody on the way to the final, the final four. four. Okay, so that those are your teams in the South, the Midwest. Let's go to the Midwest, <laughs> Illinois and Drexel, Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. <laughs> Let's just stop talking about this pick. It's honestly insulting to even put Drexel in the conversation. Okay. Loyola, Chicago, and Georgia Tech. Um, I know Georgia Tech did win the ACC tournament, but I, I still have Loyola, Chicago here. I think Sister Jean is going to take that, bringing them some luck. Because as you – I don't know if you guys know, Sister Jean's actually going to the tournament and watching Loyola, Chicago play. So I got Loyola, Chicago. I got Loyola, Chicago as well. I do not like jumping on the hype train. I'm not jumping on the hype train. I think they'll beat Georgia Tech. Nah, I'm not a fan of this Loyola Chicago team. I get it. They were good. Sister wow. Jean, okay. you're going against Sister Gary. Jean. Yeah, I am. Give me Georgia Tech. <laughs> okay. Tennessee and Oregon State, the 5 to 12 here. I know there's been a little speculation here about Oregon State obviously winning the Pac-12 championship, possibly beating Tennessee. However, I don't really see it. I think Tennessee wins this one. I agree. I think Tennessee is going to win it. I think I know I, I – JR? You remember what I said about the math? Oh, no. Yeah, you said two. Yeah, Winthrop doesn't count. You know I only made that pick because I had <laughs> to. Oregon State. Oh, boy. Okay. Um. Right. Oklahoma State and Liberty. Kate Cunningham, obviously, possibly one of the best player. Obviously, one of the best players in college basketball this year. I have them beating Liberty. I, you know, I might jinx it by saying this, but I think Oklahoma State's going to easily take it. I feel like, yeah, I'm going Oklahoma State, but I feel like people are. I don't know, not underrating Liberty, but I feel like people are saying it's not even going to be close. Like. It'll be, like close to people, it'll be close to some people think. Sure. But, but hey, I, I want to point this out. Cade Cunningham is not just Oklahoma State. It no. really hurts. It really hurts. But me and Ryan learned that one the hard way. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. San Diego State and Syracuse. This is a very interesting game. 
Um, well, I think Syracuse could win this game. I see a greater chance of San Diego State winning. So you say it's a close one. I do not think that at all because I don't even think that Syracuse should have been like a friend. Uh, what is it? Um, what seed are they? 11 seed? Yeah. I, I don't see, even I think they should have been an 11 seed. I, I actually want to throw this out there. There was a lot. Actually, whenever Selection Sunday came, there was a lot of, I don't know, JR. I feel like you, you didn't say this, but a lot of people are actually upset Michigan State didn't go in. A lot of people thought Michigan State should play where Syracuse is. That's what I think. No. Well, yes. Yes, well, I do like that. But at the same time, you remember how many times I said to you guys that if Michigan State and West Virginia play, I don't know who oh, I Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. All right, JR. So Ryan has San Diego State. And JR, who are you going with? I like zone defense. All right. West Virginia and more. Please, please, and- wait. Please tell me you understand what I mean when I say I like the zone defense. Yeah, well, Jim Beheim's historically famous for using that zone defense. Um, he he was okay, uh, he's like the founder of it. So, <laughs> yeah, I understand. Good. West Virginia and Moorhead State. Oh, this is a this is an interesting game. Just <laughs> choose. <laughs> nah, I'm thinking West Virginia. I'm joking. I think it's okay. You already know my answer, West Virginia. And I think I know Jared's answer too. Forty-five point win. Oh my god! Okay. Now, I would not say that. I don't know about that one. But I have you know. I have very little faith in West Virginia as of now, but <laughs> you okay. Know, the seven ten Clemson and Rutgers. I, I have a slight upset here. I have Rutgers winning. Yeah, I do too. Jerry, you're gonna ride your Geo Baker like you did last year. <laughs> I'm not going Geo Baker. I'm going Ron Harper Jr. But yeah, same team. Okay. Um, so I have Illinois and Loyola Chicago. I think this is where Loyola Chicago comes to an end. Um, I got Illinois. Ethan, Ethan, what? You missed the game. Oh, Houston, Cleveland. Houston's beating Cleveland State. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of obvious though. Okay, <laughs> Illinois and Loyola Chicago. I have Illinois winning. I do too. I got Illinois and Georgia Tech, and uh, don't you love yet. Illinois? But. Give me, give me the yellow jackets. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Gosh. Tennessee and Oklahoma State. Now, this one's very interesting. It's going to be a very close game. I'm taking Oklahoma State, but if Fulkerson comes back for Tennessee, I think Tennessee could pull it out. Mm. <laughs> I, I think Oklahoma State. State's too good. I just think they're they're just I don't even know. To be honest, I don't even know what happened to the Oklahoma State team against uh, Texas in the Big Twelve final. I really don't know what happened to them. Well, I got Oregon State and I got Oklahoma State. Um, first off, Ethan John Fulkerson does not make that big of a difference. Okay. I just want to point out there. There's no way that if you yeah, get okay. Fulkerson back, that he'd beat Oklahoma State. Regardless. I think you can ride you can ride one game of hype into this tournament. Oregon State can pull off the upset against Tennessee, but then Oklahoma State goes and shows them what's up. All right. San Diego State and West Virginia. I, I still think I like San Diego State, but I think West Virginia pulls this one out too. This is I such think... a hard choice for me. Oh, uh, oh really? Yeah. I'm hmm, I'm still torn between the two. I keep like like even just now I'm like I don't know if I want to choose San Diego State or not. 
I think I'm going to go with my gut and say West Virginia. Right. But I would not be surprised if San Diego State wins. All right, so I got Syracuse and I got West Virginia. Uh-oh. Um, Ryan, I told you this on Selection Sunday that I think Syracuse, if they match up against West Virginia, will give them a run for their money. However, there was an absolute great amount of bias in this pick, and I went West Virginia. <laughs> okay. Rutgers and Houston. Um, I I love Rutgers to death, but I think Houston is going to edge this one out. I, I know, I know, I know. I said I was high on Rutgers, but I, I, I think Houston. <laughs> Honestly, this one was one of the tougher choices between Rutgers and Houston, but I, I had to choose Houston. Okay, at this point, it's just fan behavior. You've taken you've taken Marcus Segarowski from me. You've taken Virginia Tech from me, and now you're taking Rutgers. But guess what? I'm not. Houston's winning. Houston's winning. Yeah. Okay. So I have. I think we all have Illinois and Oklahoma State in the Sweet Sixteen, correct? Uh, yeah. Andy. No, no, JR has Georgia Tech. I forgot about that. Illinois and Oklahoma State. Um, I just think Illinois is going to be – I just don't think Cade Cunningham's enough to beat Illinois. So I'm going to take Illinois. I I think the opposite of that. I think Cade Cunningham's going to be too much for Illinois. And I said Oklahoma State. Georgia Tech or um, Oklahoma State, JR? <laughs> I think Cade Cunningham and company. I think that's a very important thing again. Yeah. Sure, yeah. But, yeah, Georgia Tech, good team. I think they're one of the more underrated teams coming into this, but I got to go Oklahoma State on this one. Okay, West Virginia and Houston. Interesting, but I I actually took West Virginia. I think Bob Huggins is going to get his squad in line before this, before, I guess, before the tournament especially. So I think West Virginia moves on here. JR, please don't hate me. (laughs) I said Houston. I, I just – I don't know. Right As of now, I just don't have any hope in West Virginia to make it far. Wow, you shouldn't be saying that right before – I shouldn't be I saying am. that. I shouldn't <laughs> be saying that. But the way they've played the last, like, four games – No, I understand. Yeah. It hasn't been good. Yeah, I think West Virginia just rescinded both of our offers because I also went with Houston. <laughs> Maybe they should offer me instead. I'm joking. Um, okay, look. Okay, look. I think I've on. I think I, I've I've hated on Houston a lot. I think I've kind of underrated them at this point. They are an insanely good defensive team, and so is West Virginia. Don't get me wrong. I just I, I don't see it. it I think Houston with better defensively. Teams. Yeah, I got Houston up against Oklahoma State. Same. <laughs> I have Illinois and West Virginia, and I took Illinois here. So we had our final four set. Wait, no, wait, that was my oh, to do that. oh, I don't know what I was doing. Hold on. So I guess you have Oklahoma State and Houston. Yeah, I said yeah, Oklahoma State. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've almost underrated Houston to the point where I'm now overrating them because I have Houston over Oklahoma State. But who knows? Okay, so the final four is set for all three of us here. Um, do you want to start out on the West versus East or the Midwest-South one? Uh, yeah, let's start with West versus East. East. West versus East. So I have Gonzaga and Alabama. 
I love Alabama, but I, I think Gonzaga's going to prove why they're the number one overall team in this game. All right. I had uh, where did I, I had UVA versus Michigan. And <sighs> this is hard, but uh, it shouldn't be hard. So I said Michigan <laughs> just for the simple fact that I just think they're too good. But yeah, that's all I got to say. I got Zaga and I, I got Zaga and I got Michigan. I think that along with the UNC Wisconsin game, if this one does happen, this one will be a potential game of the tournament. But I got two words for you boys, and that's Jalen Suggs. So you have Gonzaga. Yes, I okay. do. Then the other side with the South versus Midwest, I have Baylor, Illinois. I'm actually going to take Illinois here. So I'm setting up a Gonzaga, Illinois final. Uh, so my South versus Midwest uh, final four matchup is actually a big 12 matchup against Baylor and Oklahoma state. And I went Oklahoma state. I, I mean, I think Oklahoma state stands. They had, they I don't know. They just have a good chance because Baylor, I just don't think is as good as people are saying they are, but, and just the entire Oklahoma state team is just great at playing smart and just logical, I guess. All right. So I have Arkansas and Houston, which if you would have told me that at the beginning of the season, that that was my final four matchup, I would have told you that you uh, were very crazy and, I think I might be, so, but regardless, who did I say I was high on? Moses Moody. Guess what? Sends the championship. Oh, so you're setting up a Gonzaga-Arkansas championship game. Very interesting. Yep, that is interesting. So my championship game is Gonzaga and Illinois, and I have Illinois winning it all. I've said it from... The start of selection Sunday. I think Illinois is going to win this. I have Michigan and Oklahoma State, and uh oh, don't I hate me, please. Oklahoma State. I said Oklahoma State. With, but I do think it is going to be a close game. I uh, I had to put a like a on my bracket. I guess it's a tiebreaker uh, score prediction, and I said 79-76 Oklahoma State. So I do think it will be close and high scoring. Um, but Michigan State does put a good put up a good chance if it is a close game coming down to the wire. So my right, score was eighty seventy four. Illinois. Over All right. There. So Ethan, as you know, oh no. Uh, well, okay. First off, obviously I have a Gonzaga Arkansas uh, final two, as you yep. said. But Ethan, can you tell yep. me what happened the last time that both Duke and Kentucky did not make the tournament? How long would that have been? I'm trying to remember. 1995? I actually don't know when. (laughs) Okay. But but (laughs) I do know the statistic that the last time that they had an undefeated national champion was the same time that they had a last – that was the exact same time that Duke and Kentucky did not make the tournament. I'm going Mm -hmm. with Gonzaga. I think that team is too good. I think that they win the national championship, especially over an Arkansas team that, well, you know why. 
<laughs> okay. All right. So Ryan has Oklahoma State as his champion. I have Illinois as my champion, and JR has Gonzaga as his champion. So obviously, we're recording this on a Wednesday. So the first four starts tomorrow. So I think Spartans. That, that wraps it up. I think that pretty much wraps up for the podcast. But we'll try to get on and maybe see the next week or two, maybe try to give you a little update on what's happening and see, and we might see how our brackets are doing in comparison to that. So yeah, I, think, anything- I think we should come back together during like the elite eight or something and go yeah, over just, how just it went. what happens. Yeah. And we definitely, we definitely do not need hot takes today because I think we already presented a number. <laughs> pretty of much. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I think we're going to wrap it up unless anything is anyone else. Anyone has anything else? I don't have anything. Jared? Uh, Ethan, you need to learn English. Okay, yeah. All right, so for <laughs> Double F, so for Double FM Sports, I'm Ethan Fager. I'm Ryan Finley. I'm Jared. Oh. And we're signing off. <laughs>